The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you interested in changing a part of your life? Whether it's finances, relationships, reducing stress, or just personal health, sometimes just changing a few small things can bring great rewards. Welcome to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wadhwa. We'll provide possible steps you need to see these improvements. All we ask is that you try them out. Now, here is Dr. Serena Wadhwa. All right, and thanks for joining us today. Welcome, and I'm really excited to be bringing back a previous guest that we had. Uh, This is Susan Adler, who's a licensed clinical social worker, and she was on the show a few weeks ago talking about marriage and relationships and uh, agreed to come back to talk about conflict and conflict resolution. So welcome back. I'm so excited that you agreed to join us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Well, thank you. Um, So, you know, let's just kind of jump right into this. You know, you've been, you know, just to kind of give a little bit background about yourself, you've been um, in the field for over 30 years, um, worked as a licensed clinical social worker. I know that you've worked in premarital counseling, couples therapy, um, divorce recovery. You've got your own practice. You've written a book. Um, So you've obviously got lots of experience, clinical experience, um, you know, working with relationships. And, you know, so when it comes to conflict, um, what what exactly are you referring to when you talk about conflict? Well, usually conflict is, it's an impasse. It's when there's, you know, there's competing needs or values or worldview and opinions, and they just, they clash. So one person or group of people has a view about some, how something should be handled or approached, and the other person or group of people just disagree and there's they just cannot find a way to move forward in a way that everybody is comfortable and everyone thinks there there's a reasonable resolution so it can it can get pretty ugly <laughs> it's kind of on a continuum sometimes it's you know it's kind of minor and then it kind of festers and sometimes it can get uh, it can get pretty ugly and you know violent so when we're talking about conflict what i'm hearing you say is that um particularly in a relationship, is that people have their own needs, people have their own values, their own way of looking at things. And when they don't agree or when those needs or values are different um, and they compete, and I really, um, I, I'm very intrigued by that word. So when when they're competing um, and there's a difference there, then somehow they're going to go against each other. And then that's when this 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 conflict comes about. Is that... Is that pretty accurate? Yeah. And so when when you say that it can escalate into violence, is that really like um, when people disagree about it, is that, that they're trying to get that need or that value um, 
they want the other person to agree with their need or their value or, or how is that coming out? Well, in the case of violence, that's a, that's a completely different, there's a lot of different things that, that, that are operative when there's, when there's violence. Um, and usually the person actually who's violent feels the least powerful. Um, that's their way of trying to recoup their power uh, is through a physical mechanism. So it's it's interesting. It's a, it's a kind of different uh, dynamic. But yes, there's there's this kind of conflicts of emotions that take place, and you know, there's just not a it's an impasse. There's no way to resolve it, so they can't seem to to move forward. Um, and when there's violence, it's kind of I, I think of it more like a kid. You know, it's like use your words. You know, let's let's use their words to resolve it. And when there's violence, that takes that off the table. And it's, 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 it's like how toddlers resolve things. They don't have a, a mechanism for discussing things. Um, and also when anger gets involved, and that's one of the big no-nos um, when it comes to conflict resolution is finding a way to help people to remove the anger from the situation so that they can have a conversation that is productive and where there's a conflict that actually gets resolved. So are you, so am I hearing you say that when we're talking about conflict, that anger needs to be not part of the picture? Yes. People, you know, for the most part, very often we give ourselves permission to be angry. We say, oh, well, that made me mad. So now I'm going to have a tantrum or now I'm going to raise my voice or now I'm going to, my behavior is going to change based on the fact that I'm angry. Um, and that's when there's this kind of disengagement between uh, reason and, um, and what we think is in our best interest, um, and we move into this other place. So it's very hard to be reasonable and have all your energy going into figuring out a problem when your energy is going into being angry. So I really discourage people from feeding that fire, from feeding their anger, um, because it just gets in the way of their thinking for the most part. And it's for the most part, it's going to be counterproductive. It's not going to move them in the direction that they want to go. Well, and yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can see that because there's definitely this, this, uh, dichotomy that, you know, a, a lot of like, even with clients that I work with, it's really hard to be both, um, um, it's either hard, it's really hard to be extremely angry and reasonable at the same time. <laughs> yeah. They almost kind of go against each other. Right, exactly. So, so you do need to bring in that sense of, okay, if, if you want to talk and have a discussion, then you do need to, to kind of lessen the intensity of that anger. You could be frustrated and you could be, um, um, irritated, but, but the intensity of it does need to, to dissipate a bit. Right. So, so they, if that's the only, and that uh, oftentimes for a lot of us, that's, that's the feeling that we go to. Like people are seem uh, more comfortable moving to anger. That's a feeling that we're, you know, we know about, we're comfortable with, we can express it. And so that's how we give ourselves permission to use it and to be able to say, okay, what else is going on besides just anger? And what I like to say is look underneath the anger to the more vulnerable mm. feeling to be able to say, well, you know, that really hurt me um, when you, you know, told me that I didn't know what I was talking about or that really made me feel sad. Um, if they can use other words and go to other feelings besides the anger and go underneath the anger and bring the person the more vulnerable feeling, usually that's going to be more productive 
um, that's an invitational type feeling, whereas um, anger does the opposite. It it's, it's pushes you, uh, pushes the other person away, which, like I said, is the opposite of probably what they want. Yeah, and it can be more intimidating for a lot of people. Correct. Yeah, just based on their own, you know, history or based upon messages that they've heard or even just based on stigma of what we know about anger, even though it's, it, it is a healthy emotion, just kind of what people have generally heard about expressions of anger can be very stigmatizing. Right. And it sounds like if they can go beyond that, then that can be beneficial to resolving the conflict. Right. And that's something that is kind of the pre-work, you know, in conflict resolution yeah. is, you, you know, you want to have people have strategies for how to deal with when they get triggered before it happens. So it's not just happening right there and blowing up all over the place. Um, but if they already know, okay, you know, when, when this person starts telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about and normally I go right to anger, instead I'm going to breathe into my anger and go underneath it and say, well, you know, it just hurts me. It makes me feel sad. Um, you know, can you not use that language? And then we can move forward and try to figure out whatever it is we're trying to resolve. Well, and that's interesting that you say that because, you know, when we talk about conflict resolution and, you know, recognizing that there is a conflict so that, you know, here here is a conflict that's occurring. You There's a competing need or a competing opinion or a competing value or something that we're disagreeing about. And, you know, the word that you used there was um, – that I that I found interesting was was just getting to that vulnerability of you know well what is this kind of really about that that here's something that's different um, that we're not agreeing on and and what does that really feel like for us um, can you I mean is that something that's that's pretty common you know in a relationship that maybe both parties don't really uh, communicate about and that's what creates the conflict. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty common. I mean, it's you know, relationships are difficult. They're they're difficult and they're stressful and everybody's got different opinions, especially when things um are uh are really important. Um but even on the little things, you know, we we disagree and um you know, it's it's helpful to disagree. It's good to get that out in the open a lot of times. Um but then on the other end, there's people that they have conflict over every every silly little thing, and they make the mountain out of the molehole. That's why I encourage people to rate the disagreement as, you know, one to ten. Is this the end of the world? Is this a really big deal? Or is this a one or a two? And if it's a one or a two, is it something that I need to, to bring up? Um, to just kind of get a contextualize what the problem is, so that they're clear about, you know, do we need to move forward on this? And if so, what do I need to do differently so that I get the result that I'm looking for? And that's, you know, you brought up a good point, too, because the question that came to mind as you were talking was that, you know, do we, do we, do we really need conflict? I mean, is it a possible thing to not have conflict in a relationship? Um, it is, but usually... In those relationships, uh, one person is not being authentic with the other person in the sense of they're not being honest either with themselves and or with the other person about what their, what their needs are. Um, or sometimes they shift and um, they're honest about some things but not other things, and then the other person isn't honest about other things. So it's not just one person not expressing their needs, but 
everybody's not expressing their needs and they're kind of tippy-toeing around each other. And I've worked with couples where that's been going on for a long time and they don't really understand why um, the relationship isn't going well because they're not having fights, they're not having conflict, but the relationship has disintegrated. So I think that you do need conflict and that conflict is it can be a good thing um, as long as it's handled in a way where there's uh, there's respect and there's empathy um, and there's some sense of moving forward um, and and people are being authentic with with who they are and what they what they need. So to kind of sum that up, so um, conflict is healthy. You do need a certain amount of it, um, and part of what it actually does is that it allows individuals in a relationship to be individuals in the relationship, Um, you know, being able to just express who they are as an authentic individual and kind of bring that to the table in, in, in this, in this couple, in this relationship. And, and it sounds like that can, that can be in any relationship, not just in, um, not just like in a marriage, yeah, it can deepen the relationship by having the co- the conflict and getting through it, and having each partner understand the other person better, uh, and what their what their motives are, what their needs are, what their interests are, what's important to them. You know, sometimes that doesn't come out unless there's there's some kind of conflict. All right, and on that note, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Take charge of your fitness and take charge of your healthy life. Listen for Be Fit for Life with your host, Chad Austin. Think back over the past week, the past month, the past years. Are you like a lot of other people? Too busy with the kids, work, travel, social calendars, business calendars, the day, the night, this and that. Make the decision to be healthier. Just do it. Chad Austin has made a living from motivating people to stop excuses and make fitness a priority in their lives. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wadhwa. If you have a question or comment for the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to drserenawadhwa at gmail.com. That's drserenawadhwa at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. All right, and thanks for staying tuned with us. If you are just joining us, we're talking with Susan Adler about conflict resolution. And just before the break, we were kind of talking about what conflict is and why it's important in a relationship, whether it be a 
um, a marriage or um, a social relationship or really any kind of relationship and, and, you know, that we do actually need some conflict for those of you that may be listening and sighing at that. Um, you know, so I'm a little curious about, um, you know, if you could kind of talk a little bit about, um, you know, I know you mentioned some of the different sources. Um, mistakes that people may make when there is conflict. So people have um, conflict present. And so what kind of mistakes may people make with that? Well, um, there's a lot of them. Um, You kind of want to look at your style of conflict. Um, Some people are just completely uh, in denial or they avoid conflict completely. Uh, they either tell themselves there isn't any conflict or uh, they just they make a joke about it or they change the topic, but they don't get involved with the conflict at all. Um, so you want to know if that is your style or not, um, and that's obviously a problem. And then one end of the continuum is a person that just is very accommodating uh, and is more concerned about the other person's uh, goals or needs than they are themselves, and so they just kind of uh, submit whenever there's there's uh, there's conflict. And then the, at the other end of the extreme is the person that um, is very competitive and uh, assertive to the extent of they're mostly concerned about their own needs when there's conflict, and they don't pay attention as much to the other person's needs, and so. Those are the kind of situations when you have those kinds of styles, those three particular styles, um, where uh, conflict typically does not um, get resolved or it gets resolved, but one person is always in, the, in a place of feeling resentful or there's a number of issues that both people feel resentful because they've just submitted and they haven't really expressed what their needs are or haven't, there hasn't been any kind of um, compromise or... Um, solution that really is satisfactory to to both people. So you want a a style that's more um, cooperative, collaborative, um, amicable, uh, where people are saying what they want and they're being assertive, um, but they're also empathic. They care about what the other person wants and what the other person needs. So the interesting thing, I think one of the most interesting things about um, conflict is some of the research that uh, John Gottman has done where uh, the happiest couples, for example, are not necessarily couples that resolve all their conflict. They may have more unresolved conflict than other couples. It's how they approach their conflict and that mm. they're able to um, use humor with their conflict that's, that's kind humor, not um, deprecating humor. Um, and they're able to not take themselves too seriously or the problem too seriously, not that all pro- there are problems that are very, very serious, clearly, but that they're not so embedded in the fight and in winning, but they care more about the process of how they express themselves and um, uh, the effect that they're, how they're expressing themselves, what the effect that's having on the other person. Those are some really uh, interesting points that you're bringing up, you know, because like, you know, when you're talking about like these different mistakes, you know, like the person that may just avoid conflict at all costs. And so as soon and, and I, you know, I know people that do this. I've, I've, I know clients that um, express this as well. Like they 
whenever there is any kind of indication that someone is going to express a different view, they'll, they'll just kind of go along with, with whatever it is. And because they don't want to rock the boat. I mean, I hear this a lot from, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want um, there to be any tension. I want things to just go very smoothly, all smooth sailing kind of a thing. And that, and that tends to create then a lot more um, um, problems for the person even like just like you know uh, like consequences for them you right know, like- yeah I've had um, times where I'll I'll be working with someone and they'll say that they'd like um, some couples work and I'll say no you're not ready because the other person the other partner has a, a list of things that they want achieved in couples therapy but the other person may not be able to clarify that because they're too worried about taking care of the other person's list so they're actually not ready to sit down um, and, and, and go over things because they have to develop their own set of, of needs and opinions um, and, you know, their agenda before yeah. they can go in and really have. And that's, I think, one of the, one of the big things is, it, you know, is there, is there an equal, is there a power differential or is it equal? You know, you know um, yeah, that's that's a, a big problem too. Is that when it's not equal, it doesn't feel equal, right? Um, and one person feels like they have less power um, and is more fearful, and so they're not clear about what they want. And so, you know, and those are the situations also sometimes when there where there's violence and where conflict resolution is can be contraindicated um, because it's just not safe. So it can be not safe physically as well as as emotionally. Yeah, even psychologically. I mean, I'm thinking about like conflict resolution with, I mean, even just like with, um, you know, what comes to mind are like individuals that have conflict, like with their children or with their parents even. And, and how do you resolve that? You know, that, that here is like, you know, they may be avoiding certain issues. They may be trying to accommodate, like what you're saying, they may try to compete there's definitely power issues um, and things like that, you know, and so you're talking about like um, how those can be problematic when it comes to um, resolving conflict and being able to actually move forward and whatnot. You know, and these two um, words that you use that um, are, are more effective, cooperative and collaborative, how... How does how do people develop that? I mean, when it comes to conflict resolution, especially for for you know listeners that maybe they've identified themselves as being more you know, and obviously that's not something they're going to be able to do listening to a you know a, a less than sixty minute um, show. Um, at the same time, what what are some steps that they can start taking to start moving in the direction of? of becoming more cooperative or collaborative. You know, you, you talked about just, you know, in this process of um, uh, Gottman's uh, research, you know, that they looked at um, how they express themselves, the effect that they have on other people. What are, what are some things that you can offer for listeners with that? Well, I think, you know, first is just identifying what their style is and if they tend to, 
uh, deny the problem or they tend to be super aggressive or they tend to be super passive um, and to to have them challenge themselves to say, you know what, I have a goal in sitting down for this conflict resolution. I'm going to, my goal with myself is I'm going to come in with 10 things that I need or one thing that I need um, and I'm going to verbalize it. Or for the person who's at the other extreme and is super competitive or aggressive in their approach to be able to say to themselves, okay, my goal is going to be to um, not do any name-calling, to not do any judgment um, or criticism of the, other, of the other person, or to not pile on, you know, a list of, of 17 other things that we're not talking about today, <laughs> um, or to not use, you know, negative humor or, you know, any of these things that, that they've noticed that they've done in the past. You know, it's kind of the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting mm-hmm. different results. I constantly talk about that. With con- yeah. Conflict resolution, it's like, okay, you call them that name in the past. What's, what happens when you do that? You know, what's the result yeah. of that? Well, you know, he storms away. Okay, that's not what we want. So right. what are you going to do differently? And one of the big things is helping people to get, to realize, to, to go going in with what their goal is. That, and, and really emphasizing to each other, we have similar goals, okay? We want to get along better, or we want to figure out how to handle my mother better, or we want to figure out how to handle the kids better, or what, whatever it is, so that they're on the same side of the line. They're on the same team to be able to say, okay, we're in this together, um, and this is difficult for both of us, but we, we want to move forward. Um, and then to um, be prepared during when things get tough to be able to say, okay, so when the other person makes a mistake because they're not perfect, like I'm not perfect, and mm-hmm. they call me a name or they, uh, they escalate it or they say something that they know isn't true or whatever it is, um, to challenge themselves to what I call raise the bar, which is to say, okay, this person is having a temper tantrum. I'm not going to have one too. Mm-hmm. They're going uh, to have a temper tantrum or they're going to trigger me or they're going to do whatever they're going to do and I'm going to raise the bar and I'm going to be calm and I'm going to be fair and I'm not going to get angry. I'm going to go underneath my anger and I'm going to say, well, that hurt me. You know, let's try not to do that. And I'm going to move forward and pass the impasse because if you identify what the impasses are, then you can identify what are you going to do differently then? How are you going to do mm-hmm. it so that you get what you want and not do the same thing over and over again and expect different results? Mm. Um, then another piece, another piece is, um, you know, uh, having empathy for the other person's point of view, because people go in to conflict and they're so married to their own worldview. They're so hurt or they're so angry and they, they feel like the victim or whatever it is. And to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to care about the fact that the other person has a different view on this. And I'm going to be curious about that. I'm going to want to know about that. So, you know, tell me why, um, you know, you disagree every time I say, let's go out. You know, what's going on with that? You know, and instead of being angry and saying, it makes me so mad that you never want to do what I want to do and you'll never do, we'll never, we never get to go here, we never get to do this or whatever. Um, Whereas if you, if you ask the person in a way that's not judging, um, uh, and uh, and cares about their feelings, you may find out, 
there's an underlying, you know, um, physical problem. Maybe they're tired all the time and they, you know, they need to go to the doctor or maybe they don't like the friends that you guys have and you need new friends or you know, there may be a million different things that are going on. But you don't get to that level of finding out what's really going on with each other because you're too busy calling each other names or being hurt and disappointed that the other person isn't meeting your needs or isn't able to help you achieve your goals. So you, so you can get to the to the meat of it a, a lot better, and you know people end up feeling like they understand the other person better, and they can move forward. And and those are, I mean, there's so there's three actually uh, three different things that you provided there. I mean, the first one there that you gave was just really to identify how they resolve conflict or don't, you know, like what they do with it, you know, if they if they do avoid it or um, you know just what what their style is generally. And, you know, the second one I really um, appreciate quite a bit because I think there's a couple different things in there that really gives um, listeners and other individuals permission to do different things, which which really allows them to kind of move forward in a couple different ways. I mean, one you mentioned first, just kind of recognizing, you know, that impasse or that trigger, and then to... Uh, give themselves the opportunity to plan for it, you know, where they could say, okay, I know this is a trigger for me. I know this person is going to do this. And then this is how I react to it. So what am I going to do differently? Like what you said, you know, you kind of raise the bar on yourself, Um, you know, and at the same time, you're also um, not falling into that same trap as you put it, you know, kind of not falling into that insanity trap. You're kind of allowing yourself to, what's that, um, that that autobiography in five short chapters. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, with the with the hole, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you fall in the hole because you didn't see it, and then the next time you saw it, but then you fell in anyways, and on and on it goes. And and that's kind of what I'm hearing that you're talking about. Um, you know, with with recognizing what that is and being able to plan for it, so that you're kind of taking some of that power for yourself back. And, and being able to do something about it. And then I really liked, um, you know, just developing that empathy and being able to, you know, have a dialogue about, well, tell me more, you know, that curiosity. I think, I think that's so key that, you know, a lot of times we may not do so much with other people is just kind of really create that dialogue about, you know, well, tell me, tell me, you know, why you're thinking this or why we never do this, where, where you're coming from with this. And I, I really like that, um, that, that uh, suggestion, because I think that really is a way, like what you said, that really is a way to open up, you know, to have some sort of resolution and understanding what, what's going on with that. So I do want to, I just want to take a really quick break, a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. You read about it in health news every day. Cancer rates are going up. Obesity in the U.S. is on the rise. Heart disease and diabetes are top killers every year. We can follow the advice of our doctor, but cravings persist. Weight goes up and energy is still down. It doesn't have to be like this. Tune in for Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. You'll learn how you can work with your body to feel better and look better, too. Body Balance Talk airs live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Moving Forward Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wathwa. If you have a question or comment for the show today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Serena Wadwa at gmail.com. That's Dr. Serena W A D H W A at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, and thanks for joining us. If you are just tuning in or continuing to stay with us, if you have been tuned in, we are talking with Susan Adler about conflict resolution, and we've been talking about, you know, what conflict is and what it looks like and some steps to, um, steps involved in conflict and conflict resolution and what, you know, uh, things, uh, listeners can do to kind of get started with that. And, you know, I wondered if you can offer like an example of, you know, what healthy conflict resolution may look like and how that may differ from something that's not so effective. Well, you know, the interesting thing about conflict is sometimes um, it doesn't even need to be resolved. (laughs) There's some things that people think are conflict that really aren't conflict. Uh, for example, um, you know, a, an in-law is, is saying bad things about you to your spouse. And, uh, you know, you, you're hearing through the grapevine kind of obnoxious things. And so you're hoping that your spouse will, you know, confront that person or you're thinking about confronting that person um, and, you know, having a meeting. And, you know, and, and some of these things, like, they're not even problems really, in, in, in the scheme of things. Um, and sometimes if you just kind of breathe into them and let them go and not, not give them a lot of energy, you know, some people, um, particularly people that have personality disorders, are, are very conflict-seeking. Mm. And when you have somebody like that in the family, um, you could be resolving conflict 24 hours a day. It can just, mm. All of your energy can be going into resolving conflict. And so... You know, before you think about resolving conflict, you have to ask yourself, is this really my conflict? Um, and does this really make any difference to my, in my life? And is this someone that I can engage in conflict resolution with? Or is it just going to make things worse 
And is it, I tell people, it's like putting a kick me sign on it, on yourself. You know, <laughs> does this make me put my kick me sign on if I start engaging this person? Cause they love to fight. Yeah. And in every family, there's, you know, usually somebody that just loves a fight. And so, you know, is it productive to, to move forward with that? Or is it just best to kind of let it go? Um, and then in other times, it, it is very helpful to sit down and kind of figure out what what the issues are and what the what the problems are. And, you know, um, ha- being very concrete and specific about what what's going on. Um, for example, in, in a marriage, um, if one person is, is really feeling um, neglected or um, just not, not, not important uh, to their spouse, you know, a big thing is being able to sit down and um, have what uh, John Gottman calls a soft startup, which is how they bring up the issue. And typically what probably happens in the example where uh, one person is feeling um, disrespected or not engaged or not like they're not getting enough energy and um, time from the other person. Um, typically that person, let's say it's the wife will say, you know, you never come home or you never pay attention to me or you're always busy or work's more important or your family's more important or whatever it is. Um, and that's not a soft startup. That's uh, setting the person up to be defensive. That's going on the offense um, and that's triggering a fight. And it's probably, like we said, a fight that they've had a million times, right? Um, mm. So that would be an, an unproductive way to start um, uh, a, a conflict resolution. Whereas a more productive way would be to sit down and say, you know, you know, the first thing is timing. You know, I always tell people, don't start to talk about something at the end of a long day when you're both tired and crabby. You know, if you're going to talk about something that's really important, schedule a time when you're both well rested and when you have the time, when you have the privacy, you know, set it up to be successful. And again, don't do it like you've always done it, which is at the end of the night where you say, oh, you're coming home so late, you're never around. Um, and being able to instead schedule it like on Saturday morning when, you know, the kids are, are with someone else and they've had time to, to, to unwind and starting up and saying, you know, I'm, I've been feeling kind of lonely like I miss you. You know, using words where that are, again, uh, you know, we talked about the word invitational again, that are invites the person to want to resolve the conflict with you and to want to be engaged with you as opposed to, you know, repels them and makes them angry um, and makes them not want to talk to you. So, you know, being able to really um, show the person that you care about resolving this to say, you know, I want to feel closer to you. I want us to feel closer um, let's talk about what we can do to move forward and what I can do differently and what you can do differently. And that's another big part of conflict resolution is being able to take responsibility, not just talk about what your needs are, but what you're willing to do differently. Um, and then that usually opens the door um, for the other person to be able to say what, what they need and also what they are willing to do differently. You know, and that's, um, and it sounds like too that, you know, when you talk about like this more effective way of resolving conflict is that you, you are kind of being more vulnerable too. You're not pointing fingers necessarily at the other person. You're not placing blame. You are holding yourself accountable. And, you know, the term that I think you used um, the last time when we talked about, um, 
uh, marriage was uh, what was that that you used that uh, like sandwich? There was a um, oh, I don't remember the exact term that you used, but it was kind of like you said something positive, and then you said something that you needed, and then you said something positive. Do you remember? I don't remember if that was the exact term, but it sounds like that that's kind of what, you know, it's similar with resolution is that you're really just kind of saying, you know, I miss you here. You know, this is that you what your needs are and that this is what I'm willing to do to get something resolved. And and what what is it that you're willing to do as well? And so it it kind of creates that same I'm being vulnerable um, you know, let's let's figure this out together, kind of a thing. Is that? And it sounds like it's much more effective than than you know yelling at each other. <laughs> right. And only you know, oftentimes it just takes one person being different. If yeah. one person's willing to change their behavior, then the other person's going to feel really bad just flipping into the old behavior because you well, know they're 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 really seeing that this person is trying um, and that they're. Um, uh, you know they're they, they're going to feel more responsive to you if you're coming in with a with an open heart um, and uh, a serious commitment to making things better. Well, and I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute here because you know I'm I'm thinking about individuals that may have gone and you know tried some of this stuff out, or individuals that may um, have heard about conflict resolution and they tried these different things and then they went back into old behavior like what you what you mentioned before and they said oh well we tried this stuff and it didn't work and so what what happens at that point well you, you kind of got to back up because a lot of times people say that and they'll say <laughs> yeah and I didn't start yelling until he didn't listen <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I did start yelling, but, you know, but I waited until he didn't listen, until he oh. did it wrong, you know. <laughs> right. So a lot of times people report that right. they changed their behavior, and they did for, like, the first three seconds. <laughs> and then once the other person made a mistake, and that's why I spend a lot of time talking about nobody being perfect and really getting it, yeah. that your partner's not going to do this right, and you're probably not going to do it right. And so what are you going to do when they make that mistake? Um, but that said, uh, there are situations where, you know, you've one person said everything that they can, and uh, the other person just keeps going off on them. Yes. And, you know, they're just, they're not going to let it go. They're just going to, you know, become verbally abusive or, you know, whatever. And the sad thing is, not all relationships can be saved. Uh, and, and like I said, conflict resolution isn't always the best step to take. Sometimes what a relationship needs is distance or a cooling off period or to end. Mm. You know, I mean, sadly, not, not every relationship is going to make it. Um, sometimes what, what the, what, what's needed is individual therapy for one or both of, of the people, oh, either in the, in the couple or, or, or everyone in the family, um, mm-hmm. or family therapy, that maybe you need to, you know, move down or move up. You know, if, if you're dealing with a couple, sometimes you need to separate them out and, and people need to go through their own individual treatment. Or um, there's other subsystems. There's maybe um, the husband and his mother need to work something out. Or, uh, or, or the wife and her siblings um, something's going on with that. 
uh, that's undermining um, the the relationship. And one of the things that we haven't talked about today yet is, you know, the role of, of addiction, you know, alcohol, drugs, uh, gambling, sex addiction, you know, the, that those, all the mental illness um, is another mm-hmm. issue. I mean, there's a number of things that can um, complicate these situations and make them, you know, put another layer on it of something that needs to be treated and taken care of before maybe the conflict is, is going to get resolved. And so there's lots of different things that need to be considered when we're looking at, um, when you're looking at conflict resolution and, you know, just the idea, I think it is really important um, being realistic about it. Like what you said, that's, that sometimes conflict resolution isn't going to be the answer. Um, and, and that, you know, this is one option that um, individuals have um, and that there are different steps that they can take when it comes to utilizing it. Right, and then the timing issue, like we talked about. You know, timing. This mm-hmm. may be the right time. This may not right. be the right time for this couple or this family to resolve this. You know, maybe they've got young kids and, you know, this isn't something that they can figure out right now and they just kind of need to get through it and wait till the kids get a little older and uh, maybe someone's just got a promotion and, you know, they, they, they can't work on these issues right now and, you know, they, they do have to spend more time at work and that it will resolve itself. Um, so, you know, it, it really depends. There's so many different variables, um, but sometimes some problems, um, you know, this isn't the right time to, to, to deal with this problem, um, but there may be another time. There may be another opportunity. Um, you know, um, someone was telling me that, um, uh, you know, they wanted to deal with, a, with an alcohol issue with their, in their family, um, but right now the, uh, one of the people wouldn't be receptive to talking about it, uh, until there was a crisis, so we had to wait for a crisis. Before you can, there's not a crisis, then everyone's going to think you're crazy because they're not right. going to put energy into something that isn't right in front of them right now. So, you know, timing is a really important issue, I think. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Real life solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. How many times have you heard this? I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. You are what you eat. I've tried every diet. Diets don't work. It's time to stop this kind of madness and start thinking and feeling empowered to change your health. Tune in to The Raw Truth with Chef Sharon Fraser. Join us weekly for thought-provoking conversations with world-renowned experts in the food, medical, holistic, sports medicine, chiropractic, and naturopathic health sciences. The Raw Truth airs live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time with Dr. Serena Wathwa. If you have a question or comment for the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to drserenawathwa at gmail.com. That's drserenawathwa at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. All right, and thanks for staying tuned with us. Or if you're just joining with the, or joining us, thanks for joining us. We're here with Susan Adler talking about conflict resolution, and we've been talking a lot about um, conflict and conflict resolution. And so, two of the things um, that I do want to kind of bring up is, you know, the concept of compromise because I think that's pretty important, um, you know, and as you and I have discussed it during the break in relation to conflict resolution and apologies. So if you can, you know, touch base on both of those, that'd be great. Well, you know, for compromise, you know, compromise can be a very good thing or it can be completely contraindicated. Um, you know, if you're looking at being able to look at your values and having a bottom line, um, for example, if um, your spouse wants to have um, uh, more sex partners in the in the marriage, um, and that's not something that you're you're comfortable with, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, I should be compromising. Okay, well, I'll just have one more, you know, sex partner, or whatever. <laughs> but be able to, to to look at yourself and say what your bottom line is. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes there are issues that aren't you can't compromise about um, and that that's okay. Um, but also being able to look at what issues you can compromise on and, um, you know, being able to move forward uh, with that. And then um, in terms of an apology, you know, to, to, you know does, is, do you need to have an apology? In order can, I just, to- uh, can I just interrupt for a second? Mm-hmm. So, when it, so when it comes to compromise, I mean, one of the things that, that I'm curious about you know, and your take on it is, so is that the same as like saying there are going to be certain things that I'm willing, that, I, that I'm absolutely dead set against not doing? Like, I will never eat asparagus, kind of a thing. Right. That, okay. You know, 
but that's a little more important than asparagus. <laughs> well, well, yeah, of course, you know, but, but of course, yes. I mean, like the example you gave, absolutely. I mean, but but the idea behind it is like, I mean, I guess part of it is is I'm and I'm curious what what your take is on this is that, you know, because to me it sounds like then there may be some like. It can that make or break a relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, there okay. there are times when, you know, uh, for example, uh, you know, I've worked with people where, you know, one person wants to have children and the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there is no compromising. Yeah. You know, that okay. they, they just, that's not something, you know, or one person wants to move the family out of state and the other one says, oh, my whole family's here. I can't, yeah. I can't do that. Um, you know, I mean, there's, People have, you know, their needs and values and, you know, sometimes they can't compromise and sometimes they can't. Sometimes they could yeah. say, okay, we'll be here on the weekends and we'll, you know, we'll work this out or we'll only have one child and, you know, we'll, we'll just go from there. But, you know, that's why you have to really breathe into it and look inside and say, you know, how am I going to feel when I make this compromise and am I going to okay. end up resenting my spouse and is this going to make things actually worse? Okay. All right. And then what about the concept of uh, apologies then? Well, you know, that's something that's, you know, on a continuum. You know, I know that, you know, sometimes people just apologize too much uh, and sometimes people just don't apologize enough. And so, um, you know, there's there's that concept of, of accepting responsibility that's that's important, especially if the, you know, the person is, in, is engaged in wanting to resolve the conflict. But sometimes people want apologies like, you know, you know, make your cousin tell me that, you know, he didn't mean it when he said whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, yeah. just trying to get apologies in order to move forward. And sometimes you just need to move forward um, and understand that everything's not going to be exactly the way you want it and people aren't going to behave in, in the way you would behave in certain situations. So, it's it, you know, I, it really depends on the um, on the situation and on how attached somebody is to the apology and is is there a way to help them to not be so attached to it and to still move forward? Um, a lot of times people ask for apologies prematurely before, before they've really discussed the whole issue. Whereas if, if you have a baseline of people, you know, the, this thing about that we talked about getting on the same team, you know, getting on the same side of the line and having similar goals and then, you know, working on the relationship and, and, you know, making sure that there's enough positive things in the relationship so that you can be compassionate and, and empathetic to each other about what your needs are, then sometimes apologies just come naturally that, you know, boy, I'd feel bad. And, and also to be able to um, say that I feel bad about something, even if I don't agree that I did it wrong, but I feel, I feel sorry that you're hurt, um, mm. you know, that I, that I, um, I called you fat or, you know, I, I, I didn't understand, you know, why um, you were so angry or, or whatever it is that it, that it matters to me that you're hurt or that you're upset. And so I'm sorry for that even though I didn't necessarily think that, uh, uh, that, that I, agree, I agree with it, with the way you're laying it out or I agree with all the facts, the way you state them. Uh, but, it, you know, one of the big things I always tell people is, um, you know, if it matters to the person and that's their reality, then you have to honor that their pain is their pain. You can't tell someone that that's not their pain. You can't tell them how to, how to feel. So you're going to honor that, that that was painful for them and that you get that and you care about that. And that you're sorry about that. 
And that by recognizing and, and validating it. Exactly. And, and that by saying that you're sorry that they're in that state and that you, you're recognizing it, not necessarily that you're causing it, but that you recognize it, that, that, they're, that they're there um, is part of that. And, and, you know, that's, so there's been a lot of information that we um, talked about today in terms of conflict and conflict resolution. So if listeners want to get in touch with you um, to learn more or to hear about your services, how can they reach you? Um, Well, my practice is in the Oak Park River Forest area in uh, the western suburbs of Illinois. My number is 708-771-4636. And my website is susanladler.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Susan. I really appreciate you coming back. And listeners, thanks for tuning in today. Join us next week as we talk to Dr. Kim Lemke, who will talk about certain aspects of parenting. Have a great weekend and enjoy it. Thanks again for making the first of hopefully many changes this week by tuning in to Moving Forward, Wellness One Step at a Time. Dr. Serena Wadwell hopes that you'll join her again next Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Music.